0: Okay, so today I want to talk about anxiety, um, somewhat creeping up on people, and especially I've got an event to go to tomorrow that um, I've suddenly realised that <clears throat> I'm struggling with a few things to, of how I'm going to get through that situation, um, how I'm going to deal with that particular <clears throat> scenario, but um, it's a scenario that um, nonetheless needs to be confronted, so um. I was thinking about anxiety um, and I know that a few people around me recently have been um, struggling with their own anxiety so I thought I'd do a little ditty on it and um, just to basically try and quantify it myself a little bit and uh, really remind myself that it's a passing hormone so or feeling um, that it will pass. So, um, perhaps it might help others but um the truth is that anxiety um is a function of biology philosophy body mind instinct and reason personality and culture um, even as anxiety is experienced through yeah it can be experienced at spiritual and psychological level as well it's scientifically measurable at the molecular level and physiological level it's produced by nature and it's produced by nurture it's a psychological phenomenon and a sociological phenomenon. In computer terms, it's both a hardware problem, i.e., I'm badly wired, and a software problem. I run faulty logic problems. That makes me think anxious thoughts. Um, and we all experience anxiety. It's, it's a natural human state, it's a vital part of our lives. Anxiety, you know, it does help us to identify and respond to danger in fight or flight mode. Um, it can motivate us to fear. Up to dealing with difficult challenges. The right um, amount of anxiety can help us perform better and stimulate action and creativity but there is definitely another side to anxiety. Persistent anxiety causes real emotional distress and can lead to us becoming very unwell and at worst developing anxiety disorders and panic attacks, phobias and obsessional behaviours. Um, anxiety at this level can have a truly distressing and debil- debilitating impact on our lives and or an, an impact on our own. You know, physical as well as her mental health. I know that um, after I got divorced, um something physiological developed in, in me um where I just really couldn't control how I was feeling. Um it's a really it's a really weird feeling I just sort of break down at any second or um I had a real real issue of going into crowds or getting on track, just doing anything, going out, like out of the house, actually, going out of the house at all. Um and I forced myself to go to bath on the train. Um and it was one of the most really it was so so difficult. Uh I thought i will be good if I get as far as the station. And I did. Uh, I'll be good if be good if I get as far as the platform on the train, so on and so forth. Got outside bath station. And I just did that and I just literally wanted to you know dissolve into the ground. It was, like, truly horrific feeling. Just, um, I just felt sick, I was sweaty. Um, the light was hurting my eyes. And it felt like, you know, in Star Wars, you know, are flying through the solar system. And you can see, and he, and he goes down into the kind of, like, the, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. The great big white thing, anyway, where he goes into the gap. And he's flying around it. And, and you've, got all, you've got the stars coming towards you. That's what it felt like. Everything was coming to me, like, fast forward. So I got to uh, cross the road and go up towards Milsom Street. Um, I got as far as Marks and Spencer's stood there. And I actually called my, as he was husband at the time, and told him that this is, I, was, you know, I was stressing out of this. Um, and he, he, he knew that this was something I was struggling with, so he did actually offer to come pick me up. But I knew that if I did that, I, it would be worse the next time. I just knew that I had to just face this fear. Because I knew, rationally, that nothing was going to happen to me. You know, I knew I'd walked up the street many times. Um, you know, I knew that I was safe. I knew it was daytime. You know, I knew that what I was thinking was irrational and something, you know, physiological was overcoming me. So I walked all, up, walked all the way up to past Marks and Spencer's, past Primark, and I got to, um, to Joe Malone and that, and, to and Guy's, bottom of Milton Street. And I just went into the the, um, the hairdresser's Tony guy. I've been there f- a few times before to have my hair done, and I said to Liam, who who'd done my hair previously, in fact, it's why I took for her birthday one year. Um, Could you just wash my hair and you know not talk to me and just let me be sat in that chair and you know have my head massaged and stuff like that? So that's what I did. I went to have my hair, I had my hair washed and blow dried. Um, and by the time the end of the session came, I'd been sat there for a while, just, well, just looking in the mirror really, um, and just kind of zoning out, and I, you know, I'd relaxed. And then that moment, that moment was over, and I thought, yeah, I've done it, I've done it, I've been bath, I've come out, done it. And I think I went into one or two shops and bought a tiny couple of items, but I really wasn't up for shopping. Um, and I walked down Wilson Street, got on the train okay, and went home, but um, it, was really, it was a massive trial um but i did you know i had that in my in my, in my sort of um my toolbox of coping stuff i knew that it was a it was a passing feeling i knew that at some point it could stop you know uh and i knew that if i um allowed um, someone to come pick me up i would i knew i would have failed because i knew that i knew that i was, I was feeling I was thinking irrational thoughts and I knew it would pass so I just kind of ploughed on. Uh, um, but you know, almost one in five people reveal they feel anxious nearly all the time, a lot of the time, and more than half of us have noticed that people are more anxious today than they were five years ago. Um, and stuff like finance, money and debt are very common sort of sources of anxiety. Um, and. Perhaps reflecting the impact of the recession that we've had w- in recent years, um, COVID, um, you know, many things like this, austerity on public mental health and well-being. That, that's, that, they, that, that they reflect the impact. Anxiety is one of the most common mental health problems in the UK, uh, increasingly. Um, it goes very unreported, very undiagnosed, as I've mentioned in my previous um. Podcasts with regards to depression in the workplace, uh, or with partners or whatnot, um, and it's um, yeah, you know, it's very undiagnosed, it's very undiagnosed, and a, you know, good ability to cope with anxiety is key to resilience in the face of whatever life throwing us. However, you know, experiencing it too much or too often means we can risk being overwhelmed, unable to find balance in our lives, or to relax and recover. our ability to find some inner peace has never been more important to our well-being. Amen to that. So I mean framing anxiety is an essential aspect of our humanity and part of the natural human emotional response to circumstances in our lives. Um, You know we need to challenge the stigma that still gets in the way of our reaching out for help and support when our levels of anxiety become a real problem. Um, Truly if it's kind of um, you know very ongoing on a daily basis. Um, that anxiety that I felt triggered a panic attack and then it passed, but you know, I wasn't anxious every single day. Um but there were, I did have levels of it when when my when I you know split up my husband and uh that didn't leave me for about three months and then suddenly it lifted. Um, you know and as individuals in society we need to understand and engage with anxiety better recognizing you know, help you, alerting us to pay attention and ensuring we develop some coping strategies when its negative impact comes to great on us. I think also we need to recognise when the people around us, our friends, family, members and colleagues are experiencing distress and levels of anxiety or at risk, or well, this because life events and circumstances, um, and we just need to kind of be more open about it. Um, Anxiety is an unwelcome emotional state and uh, it's an important part of what it means to be human. Um, We're often anxious about our health, our ability to clothe and feed our families, ourselves, our ability to be connected and valued by others. Um, Anxiety helps us to get up in the morning and motivates us to step out of our comfort zone. However, we often go to great lengths to avoid being anxious, feel a sense of failure. We don't keep our worrying thoughts under tight control. And there may be times where these thoughts get away from us and begin to feel overwhelming. But some of us, it you know, might be habitual, leading to regular uncomfortable or even distressing physical symptoms. I know in my case, um, i just really sweat. I'd just get you know, totally soaked. Um, I'd wake up in a wet sweat um, and just feel very clammy dizzy, and and sick, dry mouth. Um, and patterns of avoidance may build up that can have limiting effects on our lives. and um, you know, anxiety is also exhilarating. Um, it's putting ourselves into situations that make us feel anxious, could kind of like feel like we could all do at the time. But getting food to the other side can bring an incredible sense of achievement. Um our most in moments, important moments in life are usually not achieved without some sleepless nights, i.e. being a new parent, wedding day, passing exams. Then strive, being great rewards, but it's unlikely that these were achieved without some feelings of apprehension. Um, and Anxiety is an emotional state that can work for us as well as against us. It's something we all have in common, but where we often differ is in how we perceive these feelings of arousal and how we respond to them. So our life circumstances our upbringing, our personalities can all be factors in why one person's exciting fairground ride will leave another person in abject terror. Um, and feeling anxious isn't a sign of failure. And there are times where it's important to ask for help from you know, those around us or from professionals. Um, however, as we become you know, to understand anxiety better, there's much that we can do as individuals to take steps to reduce its hold over us. And to learn to appreciate our full range of emotions without fear that they will overtake us, because they do, they do, they do move on. Um, everyone has feelings of anxiety at some point in their life, whether it's prepping for a job interview, meeting a partner's family for the first time, the prospect of parenthood, a new relationship, the worry of failure, um, the you know, the the fear of rejection. Um, you know, particularly if you've been through relationships before that have broken up, and you haven't properly, properly qualified why that broke down, and perhaps taken some steps to kind of, of, of ownership as to what your part to play in that breakdown was. Um, so we kind of avoid it and don't really, don't address it, and then take it into the next one. So and then we feel anxious. So, while we associate anxiety with alterations to our mental state, experiences worry or apprehension, perhaps, and physical symptoms such as raised heart rate, adrenaline, we also understand that it's likely to affect us only temporarily until the source of our anxiety is passed or we have learnt to cope with it. Um, so, anxiety is therefore one of a range of emotions that serves the purpose, function, or alertness to things we might need to worry about. Things that are potentially harmful. So, we say potentially harmful, you know they're not harmful, we don't know they're harmful, they haven't arrived, so potentially. So we're already, already getting ourselves into a state of, um, you know, worry, denial, um, sort of giving up um, before it's even happened, so, so therefore, you know, effectively jeopardising our own happiness, really, because we assume that it might happen. So... More importantly, these emotions help us to evaluate different threats, or potential threats, sorry, and respond to them in an appropriate way, perhaps by quickening our reflexes or focusing our attention. So fear like anxiety is a familiar emotion precisely because it's part of everyone's experience and we consider it an essential component of our humanity. Yet, it is also a psychological, physiological and behavioural state we share with animals when confronted by a threat to our well-being or survival. So fear increases the body's arousal expectancy and neurobiological activity and triggers specific behavioural patterns designed to help us cope with an adverse or unexpected situation but you know how do we distinguish anxiety from fear given that the two are used interchangeably so what causes anxiety um because everyone's experience of anxiety is different um so it's hard to know exactly what causes anxiety problems and there are probably lots of factors involved. Well, we know there are: um, sociological, physical, financial, um, psychological, all, log- all logicals, um, and they tend to kind of. You know, we can look at things like um, current life situation, physical, and mental health problems, drugs, and medication, past or childhood experiences, um, and. In the instance of past or childhood experiences, you know, or difficult experiences in childhood, adolescence or adulthood are a common trigger for anxiety. So going through stress and trauma when you're young is likely to have a particularly big impact. And experiences we can trigger anxiety problems include stuff like you know, physical emotional abuse, neglect, you know, losing a parent, being bullied or being socially excluded. Um, having parents who don't treat you warmly or are overprotective can also be a big factor. Um, you know, being sent to boarding school. Blah, blah, blah. Um, current life situation um, is a big one. Exhaustion or a bit of stress. Lots of, lots of change or uncertainty. Um, being under pressure while studying at work. Long working hours. Being out of work. Money problems. Housing problems. Homelessness. Worrying about the environment or natural disasters. Um, sometimes called climate anxiety or eco-anxiety. Losing someone close to you. Sometimes called bereavement, uh, feeling lonely or isolated, uh, being abused, bullied, highly, you know, harassed. This goes on and on and on. Big changes to your day-to-day life can be a particular trigger for anxiety, either the positive or the negative. So, anxiety can be triggered by both. So you may find that you've experienced anxiety problems during the coronavirus. Definitely, no Sherlock. <laughs> Talking about myself, but um, you know, that was always going to happen, right? Being locked in the house. When you might die, but uh, spending money can make you feel anxious. Um, you know, physical health problems, serious, ongoing, or life threatening physical condition can someone trigger it. Um, you know, other mental health problems, you know, such depression, um, and drugs and medication, which I'm not going to go into, but you know, some psychiatric medications do, some medications for physical health, uh, recreational drugs, um, diets also got. A bit of a part to play in it, I feel. But perhaps enough another segment. Um, you know, at the beginning, I sort of um, you know opened with um, anxiety um, and vulnerability. It's a normal. It's a normal response to being vulnerable, um, and understanding it, anxiety, can help to decrease the effect it has on our lives. Like knowledge is power, so say. Um, Anxiety is a natural physiological response to feeling vulnerable so you know it's natural um you feel it we all got it we've all got it in us um it's it's a you know it's a an emotion that we all have and our bodies are meant to feel different by getting ready to like, feel or fight as we said um you know extreme anxiety you, it increases the heart rate in effect getting ready to run or cold, clammy hands, where our blood is being diverted away from our hands and feet to the muscles in our legs. And this response has existed for thousands of years throughout evolution. These behaviours are in our genetic makeup, so you are normal. And what kept our ancestors alive all the way back to our reptilian descendants? So our reptilian brain can still override our new brain's ability to be calm, and logical, in analytic terms. We do not have time to make a risk assessment when our fear or vulnerability response is triggered. Um, and importantly, it's actually highly unlikely that our lives are ever in the amount of danger that wants our body's response. This strong reaction to anxiety has arisen because our thoughts can create the same response in our body as as a real threat, the threat of our reptilian brain would have acted on. So, why is the body's response to threat so strong and disabling? Uh, as we've evolved, we've increased our brain size, the new brain, whilst keeping aspects of our predecessor brain that were useful to survival. These are uh, neural networks that have the potential to save our life. They can override the part of the brain that would do the risk assessment. We don't have time if we're being chased by a predator. So if these neural networks continue to be stimulated by thoughts, they can get very, very sensitive to the slightest hint of worry. So if, you, in fact, if you have anxiety now, you might notice how it's got worse over time. So Some people are more susceptible to this deeply inbred response to vulnerability than others. And this can be due to many, many, many factors, but commonly... Those who spend time less engaging with friends. So, you know, spending time like in their flat for long periods of time. Um, doing hobbies, enjoying me time, and who are lost in negative thinking patterns are more likely to get stress and anxiety. And perhaps people who, who spend less time noticing what is going on in the present and more time focusing on the past or future. Um, it often happens when making plans um, or reflecting on any events. So thinking and planning is necessary. To understand why things have happened so we don't repeat mistakes however our thoughts can shift from planning for what we can control to planning for what we imagine so we're going from what we control to what we can imagine so we're going from fact to fiction so most typically planning about something that has not yet happened or a conversation we might be worried about unfortunately this planning about something this has not happened creates an emotion about something that isn't even real um so we're quite determined to plan for what we, we, can, plan for what we can imagine so being able to let go of this type of thinking And accept that it's not helpful. Maybe the hardest thing to do when trying to overcome anxiety, but trust me, it does work. You know, um, it it worked worked for me. And it's not to say I'm never going to have anxiety because obviously I do. I've got anxiety now um, for a few reasons. Um, You know, friends around me, you know, loved ones that are struggling, and you know, having quite a difficult event to deal with. and, uh, you yeah, know, whilst we are in a home and living global HR across the world and then, in, you know, global employment law. So, but to be honest, I haven't got anxiety about that actually, but I quite like it. So I, I feel a level of a sense of adrenaline. So there's a level of, of, you know, the anxiety there, but that's what is actually driving me. So it's, it can be positive. Um, so if it's a natural response, how can we stop it? Anxiety does not stop overnight. Um, if you're an anxious person, you have developed some neural pathways that create anxious feelings that are easily triggered by thoughts. And the overall aim of any kind of you know, getting yourself any self-help or counselling you know, is to see how you can change how easily these pathways are triggered. So, yeah you know, approach on the anxiety itself desensitises it. So, you see, like, such a fear of a spider or something... Some will enable you to understand the cause of anxiety and learn that it's perhaps not as real now as you fear or have feared in the past. Um, And so, this is useful for anxieties that might have sourced in childhood, for example, experiencing violence or anger or bullying as a child and uh, rejection. Um, So, other approaches will be more, will make you more aware of how you respond to your thoughts. And teach you not to pay so much attention to them, so you become better equipped at changing think patterns. When you're about something is imaginary, useful for many types of, of anxiety. For example, worry about what people think of you, or generalized anxiety. Um, you might find your anxiety is appropriate in that it has been brought on by change in circumstances, and perhaps a the therapist would help you approach your situation in a different way. So. You can minimize anxiety you know for example fear of suffering due to chronic illness recent bereavement or redundancy um that's all going on now isn't it i'm not gonna say it right again um so you know if you've suffered from anxiety for a long time for two days you know the phone call of the new boyfriend not ringing you or the girls go out for a walk in the village on their t- ty- on their own for the first time. You know, um, the change might be more gradual than in the recent thing, but just remember to you know, be kind to yourself because anxiety is there for a reason. Um,